0: Hello and welcome to Paleo Cinema Podcast 247. My name is Terry Frost, and this time around we're doing the Newton Fest episode, which means it's a music episode. This is stuff that I haven't heard previously and I've only kind of discovered this year for the most part. And so it's not going to be new music in the sense of recently recorded music, but it's going to be stuff that I discovered this year. And it's pretty damn cool. So sit back, I'll get the contact details out of the way, and I'll start spinning some platters. And so what I'm going to be doing is playing mp3 files paleo cinema podcast is a podcast of old movie appreciation there's only a couple of rules here the first one is the movie has to be at least 20 years old and it's a rule of break occasionally and the second rule is i have to find some interesting things to say about it Feedback uh, feedback's very important to the podcast so you can offer it a couple of ways you can offer some at feedback paleo at gmail.com you can go to the Paleo Cinema cafe on facebook And also, or you can send me an owl if you went to Hogwarts. You can even support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash paleocinema and donating as little as $1 US per month. Just be aware with the podcast, I may swear occasionally, so you might not want to let your kids hear it if you don't want them to pick up filthy words with Australian pronunciation. I just realized I was talking really fast in that first bit. It's probably due to the coffee because I've got some coffee from a specialist coffee company that did me a deal called Killer Coffee Company. And you've got to like a coffee company with a name like that. I got two lots, 200 lots of 250 grams of coffee beans. And I also got a leather satchel with the coffee company Skull logo on it. So I got sucked in by it. But the interesting thing about Killer Coffee Company's stuff is that their beans have a lot more caffeine in them than normal coffee beans. And this particular roast is called Dark Ciders, and it has even more caffeine in it. So if I go a little manic during the recording of this podcast, I apologise a little bit. Um, We're ditching the Richard Rule for this podcast because I'm not talking about movies, I'm talking about music. So we're not going to wait till the 15-minute mark to talk about stuff. Uh, let's see what's been going on. I had a root canal in my front tooth because here's the story, and this is a sad story about my misspent youth. I got punched in the face when I was 13. I was walking through a park, a kid I knew from school punched me in the face and knocked one of my front teeth almost horizontally. So I had to get some dental surgery and they did a root canal on it then using old lead amalgam fillings and things like that. And over the years... It discolored and all sorts of things like that. So uh, on Wednesday, I went and had it seen to at the dental hospital. And so they drilled it out and filled the cavity with antibiotics because there was this enormous cyst above the tooth, which had been there since Jesus was playing cowboys. So what they're doing is they're filling it up with antibiotics. The Antibiotics are going to knock the cyst out. Then in March, I go back and they put in some whitener into the cavity, um, which is sealed up, by the way, sealed up with a filling. And uh, they put that in for a month. And just before I go to Japan, they take that out and do a proper filling on the tooth. And the tooth's all pretty. So um, the antibiotics have been knocking me around a little bit. They upset your digestive system. So I've been a little bit unwell, which is the reason why this podcast is a couple of days late. Um, I really wasn't up to it after having an hour of root canal surgery. But all's good, the prognosis is marvellous, and I'm going to have at least one tooth in my mouth, which is not discoloured. Apart from that little adventure in oral surgery, uh, I've got two YouTube videos I've done. The first one is my top 10 movies, recent movies that I saw in 2018, and I've just completed the worst 10 movies I saw in 2018 there's no overlap in them which is good (laughs) but uh, they're really labor intensive because if I'm just talking to the camera and doing a kind of vlogging setup where I'm talking directly into a camera and doing that that's easy to edit I do that for Sally's uh, YouTube page and because there are long takes of just one thing it's simple but when you're doing the movie stuff you've got to do a couple of things quite carefully First off, I can't use video because video will get me a copyright hit, and that's a bad thing in the world of YouTube. Not that there are going to be bailiffs coming to the door to take my stuff away, but it means that if I do end up being able to monetize the channel at some stage with YouTube revenue, that money then goes to whoever put the copyright complaint up. So what I've got to do is do still images, find a way to make them a little bit interesting, I can use tons of music that YouTube itself provides, but I can't use a lot of audio from the movies I'm talking about or any copyright music the way I'm going to do it the rest of this podcast. So I end up with like 150 clips for 10 movies and I've got to put them all together. I go, okay, well, what I want to do is a soft zoom on that one. I want to do a pullback on that one. I Maybe put in a little bit of, and this is technical talk, bokeh blur. Bokeh, um, I'm not even going to explain Bokeh, but you can Google it. B-O-K-E-H. It's a photography thing, and the software I have lets me put a little bit of kind of Bokeh blur and lens flare in there to make the static images look a little bit more interesting. So it's a little bit of an art there, but it's very labor-intensive. It takes me approximately 12 hours of solid work to get a 15-minute video out. As to whether it's worth it or not, I'll leave that up to the people who watch it. But uh, I've done two of those this week, so it's been very intense. And I'm wrestling with some new software which crashed on me a couple of times, which was not at all fun. So, yeah, very busy week, but I did get a chance to watch some stuff as well, surprisingly enough. So I'm going to bring my letterbox up while I waffle for just a few moments and let you know what I have been watching as far as films are concerned. I watched First Men in the Moon, the Ray Harryhausen movie directed by Nathan Duran, starring with Judd, Lionel Jeffries, Martha Heyer, and a whole bunch of Selenites. So that was kind of fun to watch. And um, re-watching it again, I just kind of loved the steampunkishness of it, and the, the fun of it, and the silliness of it, and the... Frame story of the first um, kind of international UN landing on the moon. All of that really works for me. It's a lot of fun. So I'll watch that. Um, I mentioned in the last Martian Driving podcast last week that I was looking for a Hammer film called The Ugly Duckling, starring Bernard Breslau, and guess what? I found it. Uh, it's a movie that was borrowed heavily from to make Jerry Lewis's The Nutty Professor, and I kind of like it. Freda um, Breslau is not the kind of guy you normally see doing a leading role in a movie. He was enormously tall, strong bone structure, balding. Uh, but he had good comedy timing and was a fine actor as well. He did a lot of Shakespeare, And The Ugly Duckling was a lot of fun. Um, his brother in the movie is played by John Pertwee, which makes it kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of it's set around a dance hall, which is a very kind of dated place to set one of these movies. Uh, there is a a bit of a caper thing, a touch of Rafifi there as well. It was fun to watch. I'm going to watch it again, and I may well do it for the Martian Drive-In podcast, because uh, there are a lot of Hammer movies that get a lot of love, and then there are these obscurities like The Ugly Duckling, which are really interesting in their own way, but don't really get a lot of oxygen in the zeitgeist. While we are out and about the other day, uh, I bought a bunch of the Robe movies with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, which I'm kind of vaguely fond of. And I watched The Road to Morocco again with, of course, Dorothy L'Amour. Anthony Quinn's playing the main baddie in it. Young Anthony Quinn, not older Anthony Quinn. And, yeah, it kind of works. It's got uh, lots of sly jokes in it. It's got little bits of insanity. It breaks the fourth wall constantly. Yeah, there's cultural appropriation in there of Arabic cultures, but it is an artifact of its time, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of fun just sitting back and, and watching that and not really turning my brain on particularly while I was doing so and while I'm thinking about it shout out to Big Willie and the Samurai over at the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema for organizing their Kris Kringle again and the Kris Kringle paid off for me again this year. I did deliver the stuff that I was supposed to deliver to the person I got as my person on the Kringle and he's happy with it and Derek Window up in Sydney sent me a box of stuff, including uh, Evil Dead t shirt, which is always good, and every single Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which I didn't have. Oddly enough, I've got a lot of those kind of series in the back room archive, but I don't have all any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, so I'm going to actually watch those and I may well do them for Martian Drive In podcasts because. They're probably worth revisiting, and uh, it could be a bit of a fun, nostalgic journey. i everything up to the most recent one, the remake as well. So um, Derek did me a, a solid by giving me those ones, so I'm going to revisit them. They're on the pile of movies to watch, which is not a short pile, to be honest with you, but they're near the top of it. I'm really going to have to stop watching things on Netflix and YouTube and hit that pile so that I can put them away in alphabetical order, of course, in the back room archive. So again, thanks to the Jensen, in particular Will, who organises this shit every year, which is a non-trivial task given the number of people they've got on their Facebook page. Um, It is a lovely way of sharing the love and sharing appreciation of cinema across international borders, even though Derek was in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne. Um there have been times when it's been international either way it's people making connections with each other about things that they enjoy which is never a bad thing so two movies coming out on um, boxing day that i want to check out first one's aquaman and i've hooked up with um lucas garrett to come back on the show for martian driving by the way and lucas and i are going to be discussing aquaman which is going to be a cool and groovy thing And I also want to see Sherlock Holmes, the Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley because I like those guys. Step Brothers is one of my favourite more recent comedies. So I'm going to see what they do with Holmes and Watson, which will be at the very least amusing. So um, probably hit the cinemas in between Yuletide and New Year and check those out and I'll let you know what I think. So anyway, it's time to do some music. And we're going to start off with Priscilla Bowman. Now Priscilla Bowman was an American jazz and R&B singer who had um, a number one on the Billboard R&B charts in 1955 with a song called Hands Off. But I'm playing a different one because I found this one when I was Shazamming a community radio station that plays some very cool R&B. I've got a lot of this stuff that I'm doing for the podcast today from uh, three pbs radio station i just leave the auto shazam on, on the phone when i'm driving around listen to the songs and just let it get bliss which i can then find the songs off and as i said this song i am about to play is called a spare man and i do like it a lot <laughs> next one's by a guy called Roscoe Gordon who's a blues singer and songwriter and he was also part of a documentary a documentary in 2002 called the road to Memphis which I have not seen yet uh he died shortly after that which is a a shame but uh he did some good stuff I've actually heard a few of his tracks now he um on chess records which is never a bad thing and you don't get there by being slack and um, I'm going to play this track for you now. It's called The Dilly Bop, and it's kind of a track that makes me wish I could dance. And it has authentic vinyl crackle on this version of
1: it. Put your right foot out and let your back bum slip. You put your right foot out and let your back bum slip. And then you lean away back.
2: And then you do a little skip.
3: Oh, I did the chicken. I did the slop, it all seemed real crazy, I I
1: did, did a dilly bop, come on my little baby, let's do a dilly bop, come on my mama, my, mama, my little baby, let's do a dilly bop,
4: well once you get started.
3: I even did the slop It
1: all seemed real crazy Until I did a dilly bop Come on my little baby
3: Let's do a dilly bop Come on my my, 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 my little
1: baby Let's do a dilly bop Well once you get started
0: Genuine Vinyl Crackle. Now I'm going to play my favourite Italian song of all time, because I can. I think I've played it before when I've done a music podcast, but I like it so much I'm going to play it again. It's by Tony Renis, and it is a classic.
5: Me quando tu verrai Quando, quando, quando L'anno, il giorno e l'ora Forse tu mi bacerai Ogni istante attenderai Fino a quando, 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 quando D'improvviso ti vedrò Sorridente accanto a me Se vuoi dire mi di sì Devi dirlo perché Non ha senso per me La mia vita senza te Dimmi quando tu verrai Dimmi quando, quando, quando e baciando mi dirà, non ci lasceremo mai. Dimmi quando tu verrai. Dimmi quando, quando.
0: There's a book called The Singer and the Songs by Jean Lees, which explains in a beautiful essay exactly why the French write the best love songs. It's because they have so many words that rhyme with love, plus they've got the history of romance poetry. Really nice essay. If you can find a copy of that book, you really should check it out because it enlightened me about popular music, not just French popular music, but all popular music, and why some of it works and why some of it doesn't. Having said that, I'm not sure if I've played this one before because I play so many of these things when I do the music episodes. But I'm going to play a Petula Clark version of a Gilbert Becot song from the late 1950s called Croque-Metoufla. And it's a bit sad, melancholy, but French love songs sometimes are. Um, I like it, and so I'm playing it, and here it is. And I nearly just play Kwando, Kwando, Kwando again, but he's Batula Clark. I'm sure of it this time.
6: Of unbelonging when you go away. Oh, how the hours stretch out while I wait about for the end of day. And the seconds are so drear, slipping out of gear when you go away. Like a melancholy shuffler, modeled in a muffler, all alone I stray. And the sunniest of weathers, bright as peacock's feathers, cannot make me gay. That lark above the tree merely sounds to me like a croaking jay. He flips and flaps the skies, groans and grunt flies like a bird of prey. dynamiting you are by my side you are whispering and whirring passioning and purring glad, gleamy eyed all the stars go bang and clang bells go tang-a-lang sounding the alarms and you give a cry, a sigh like a lullaby line
0: There's been a lot of shit talked recently on social media about Baby, It's Cold Outside. And the daughter of the man who wrote it um, straightened out the historical context in which that song was written. And some of the more troublesome lyrics, she kind of deconstructed them and explained exactly why they weren't sexist and rapey as people perceive them to be using modern usage of language. Things like, what's in this drink was an old jug from the 1940s. It wasn't talking about roofies, for instance. But here's another song which is crazily suggestive, but doesn't really go in a direction where people can think it is something it's not. This is from a musical called City of Angels from the 1980s. Uh, It was written by Cy Coleman, and it's kind of uh, about a detective and an a private eye in the 1940s and the guy who's writing the story of the private eye in the 1940s. The music's by Cy Coleman and the lyrics are by David Zippel. And it's as suggestive as fuck. And this is known, well, it's actually not known, but it's called The Tennis Song. And it is sung by James Norton and D. Hottie, which is an unfortunate name, but it's hers. So here's The Tennis Song.
7: You seem at home on the court.
2: Let's say that I've played a role.
7: Well, you don't look like the sort.
2: My hidden talents above. A competitor hasn't been found to
8: defeat me.
1: I bet you're a real good sport.
8: Shall we say the ball is in your court?
1: I bet you like to play rough
2: I like to work up a sweat
1: And
7: you just can't get enough
2: I'm good for more than one set But I promise I'll show no regret If you beat me My
1: backhand is clearly my forte.
2: Shall we say
8: the
1: ball is in your court? What your next of kin did
8: My husband never plays with me He's too easily winded
1: You leave me breathless
8: too Wait till our match is through
1: I may lack form and finesse But I warm up in a jiff
9: It's not exciting unless the competition is stiff
1: I think I understand your racket I'm not in your league
2: But you can hack it
1: This game
7: commences with love Well,
8: I think love is a bore
7: Let's give the tempo a shove
8: And raise the stakes a bit more One One thing thing I'm positive of
4: It's time for someone to score Tell me how
1: you like to play
8: On grass or clay And every day But time is running short Darling, let's don't dilly dally
7: Ready for a rousing rally
8: Shall we say the ball is in your court?
0: Nothing like a good bit of innuendo. Um, Everybody's favourite Christmas song, of course, goes with everybody's favourite Christmas movie, Die Hard and that is Let It Snow, sung by Vaughan Munro. The original version isn't um, cut the same way as the version in the movie. So I found another Vaughn Munro song to play you instead. Did you know that Vaughan Munro actually starred in a movie? He starred in a Western in 1950 called Singing Guns. Who else was in it? Ella Raines, Walter Brennan. So it wasn't a bad cast. Ward Bond, Jeff Corey. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, so not, I've seen the movie once. And it's pretty fucking awful. He was a horrible actor, but wasn't a bad singer. Very distinctive voice. And here he is singing. They were doing the mambo.
1: I went a-riding home down to Santa Fe. There's been a lot of changes since I've been away. I went to have a dance at the old dance hall, where they were having a ball. They were doing the mumbo. What the heck is a mumbo? They were doing the mumbo while I just stood around. I looked around the place for my best gal, Flo I asked a lot of people for my best friend, Joe Nobody seemed to know where my two friends were Except that he was with her They were doing the mumbo Well, they called it the mumbo They were doing the mumbo While I just stood around I used to be a dance dancehall dandy but it seems since I've been gone, there's an awful lot of changes. I don't know what's going on. I got a big surprise on the patio. I found my gala hugging with my best friend Joe. And when they turned around and they looked my way, they smiled and shouted, Ole, they were doing the mumbo. Well, it looked like the mumbo. I'm gonna mumble But I just stood around to be a dance all dandy I knew all there was to know I knew this away from that away but which way did they go I figured it was time that I took a ride but couldn't find my horse where I left him tied he found a little filly that he liked a lot and you believe it or not they were doing the mum. Do they were a mumbo, mumbo, while I, just
0: I think that song does take the piss a little bit out of Perez Prado's Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White but I don't think he means mambo either so while we're on the subject of the drunken season I thought I'd play a couple of slightly unusual songs that aren't necessarily religious and aren't necessarily about shit that may or may not have happened 202,030 years ago in the Middle East, because that shit hasn't really been fact-checked to my satisfaction. But um, I'm going to start out with Christmas Kisses, because it's as cute as fuck, or as they say in Japan, kawaii.
10: There's something that is better yet I want, ooh, your Christmas kisses ooh, lots of nice presents, they're all right But baby, they can't hold me tight I want, ooh, your Christmas kisses Your Christmas kisses Wrap them up pretty one by one, two by two, three by three. Then, when you've got the wrapping done, give them all to me. After the mistletoe is hung, the tree is trimmed, the carol's sung, I
4: want your Christmas kisses.
10: The mistletoe is hung, the tree is trimmed, the carol sung. I want ooh, ooh, ooh. I want ooh, ooh, ooh. I want ooh, 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 your Christmas kisses, your Christmas kisses, your Christmas kisses.
0: That was Ray Anthony and his orchestra, so it's time to go to the next obvious choice for seasonal songs, and it is Julie London. <music>
11: True. Nick comes through and he remembers that I'd like you for Christmas, New Year's, Easter too.
0: Okay, enough of that soppy shit. Let's go with something that's more movie-related. Yeah, I know it's a novelty, isn't it? Um, yeah, nothing to say really except La Dolce Vita and Nino Rota*. Play another Italian track for you now because I can. Um, This one's an Italian film actress. You can try to guess who it is, but you probably will, and I will back announce who the singer is.
12: Zoo-be-zoobie-zoo, zoo zubi, zoo zubi, zoo means that I love you. Zoo-be-zoobie-zoo, zoo be zoo zubi, zubi, zoo be zoo, zoo, zoo means that I love you. Here's a simple idea for you. Too. Don't need the words, they get in the way Here is what you say Zoobie, zoobie, zoo Zoobie, zoobie, zoo zoobie, zoobie, zoo, zoobie, zoo. Zoobie, zoo, means that I love you zoobie, zoobie,
1: zoo.
12: I can't explain this feeling
13: zoobie, zoobie.
12: The tune is so appealing
13: Zoobie zoobie zoo, zoo, Means that I love
12: you So all I do is zoobie zoo,
13: zuby, zuby, zoo.
12: Our hearts are close together zuby, zuby, This tune is ours forever Zoobie zoobie zoo, zoo, Means that I love you For you, heavenly music and only for two. Don't need the words, they get in the way. Here is what you say: zubi zubi zoo. zubi zubi zoo. zubi zubi, zoo, zubi, zoo. zubi, zubi, zoo, zubi zoo means that I love you. Zoobie, zoobie, zoobie,
0: zoo zoobie, zoo means that I love you. Zoobie, zoobie, zoo. Yep, it was Sophia Loren, of course. And, um, I like it. It's a bit of a mindfuck to think that Sophia Loren is 84 years old now. Yeah, she is. She's living in Switzerland in Geneva, so you can look her up if you want to. But, um, yeah, no kidding. She was married to Carlo Ponti in the same year I was born. So there you go, um... Time is a weird fucking thing. Let's move on from there. What the hell, I might as well keep this in the Italian theme because for some reason it's turning into the Italian music episode and I think I'll label it like that. Uh, This song, but not necessarily this version, appeared in The Talented Mr Ripley back in 1999. And in fact, Sophia Loren did a version of it, but that's not the version I'm going to play for you now. This version is by a guy, Renato Carasone. And again, this is a song that proves that times have changed because back in the 1950s when this song was written in Italy, people wanted to be American.
3: (laughs) Passa a scampaniana per tu Con mano a fa guarda Tu fa l'americano, americano, americano Siente a me chi tu fa fa Tu vuoi vivere alla moda Ma se bevi whisky e soda può siente disturbare Tu a ballo rock and roll, tu gioca a pece e bolli, mei sordi la borsetta di mamma tuo fa l'americano, americano, americano. Ma si nata in Italia, si è da casta niente a fa, ok inapulita. Tu fa l'american, tu fa l'american. Come da poca picchita va bene Se si, tu la parla mi è z'americano Quando se fa l'amore sotto la luna Come da vena in capo I love you. Tu fa l'americana, americana, americana Sienta sì, me chi do fa fa Tu vuoi vivere alla moda, ma se bevi whisky e soda o ti siete disturbato, tuo ballo rock and roll, tu giochi a pezzi e è sorta Chi te li dà la borsetta di mamma tua fa l'americano, americano, americano, ma si nati in Italia. Sienta me en un chas fa, okay, Napoli tú tuvo fa la American, tuvo fa
0: OK, it is time to go back to seasonal stuff because, oddly enough, um, I've recorded this over two days and overnight I've found a couple more Cool Yule songs from the late 1950s. So, I'm going to run with them. Uh, yeah, this is an ongoing, rolling discovery of cool music that people may not have heard. And the first one I'm going to play is by Patsy Ray and the Beatnik's, and it's called Beatnik's Wish. Uh, a little bit of crackle on this one, but I couldn't find a better copy of it. But I definitely think it's worth including in this podcast so here we go patsy ray and the beatniks with beatnik's wish from 1959
9: A moves My nylons are swinging by the chimney with much care But what I'm wiggin' for Can't fit There All the neighbor cats are knocking some Z's With visions man like wow Presents flying through their heads And I sit here dreaming in my overstuffed chair Of my letter to Santa baby Hope it got there For I wrote him a letter a few moons ago and posted northward through the crazy, crazy snow. I wasn't greedy as so many chicks are. No request for a TV star. I didn't ask for a trip to the left bank, man. Not even a mink to one poor little me. My wish was more simple, more simple by far, than even a wish for a pink jaguar. Santa that I wanted to ring, diamond bracelet not even things that swing like Kenton or the the freshman four. I didn't want to ring side the hungry eye, or do I wish to be like a bird and fly real, real high. I don't want diamond watches or rings, no such things. I don't even dig all the high fives that swing and swing. up for just one thing. I fervently hope the old cat will bring. So hours before Christmas, alone in my pad, I'm dreaming of morning and going...
0: And I found yet another beatnik-themed Christmas song, Cool Yule by Tony Riddell Larson. I haven't heard this one yet, so I'm going to lay it down and listen to it on the um, Audacity stream just to hear it the same as you guys are. So here we go.
13: Like this is a note on what may become known as beat diplomacy or how to be diplomatic for that little man in the red suit and the furs. (laughs) Like a gatepost of Dumbarton Oaks, the Washington estate, which has been the setting for several international conferences, it bears a plaque that reads, Way Out. Like it was the night before Christmas and all through the pad, not a hip cat was swinging, that's nowhere dead. The stove was hung up in that stocking routine in hopes the fat man would soon make the scene. The kids had all had it, so they hit their sacks, and me and the bride had begun to unlax. When there started a rumble, that came on real frantic, so I opened the window to figure the panic. I saw a square short that was making fat tracks being pulled by eight dogs who were wearing hat racks, and a funny old geezer was flipping his lid. He told them to make it, and man, like they did. I couldn't help digging the scene on the roof as I stood there just waiting for Chubby to goof. They stood by the chimney in bunches and clusters till Tubby slid down, coming on like gangbusters. Like he was the squarest man, the most absolute. But let's face it, who cares when he left all that loot? He's laid the jazz on me, Fled from the gig, Wayland. Have a cool Yule and man later like. Dig. Have a cool Yule and man later like. Dig. Have a cool Yule and man later
0: Okay, this one, next one is fucking weird. I'll be honest with you, it's fucking weird. It's actually a mashup from the early 1960s, done as a Christmas song by a couple of American DJs called, he said, Looking Up Their Names. Okay, Buchanan and Goodman. And it's called Santa and the Satellite because satellites and rockets were really cool in the 1960s. Most of this one is kind of good, but there's a tiny bit of racism toward the end there, so we'll kind of um, acknowledge that and move on from it. But, uh, yeah, it it matches up a whole bunch of popular songs from the time into a narrative about Santa being kidnapped by aliens. I was wrong when I said it was early 60s. It's actually from 1957, and as I said, it's called Santa and the Satellite.
7: Here is a news bulletin. Santa Claus has been kidnapped by spacemen from a flying saucer, which landed at the North Pole.
14: Be on the lookout for Santa Claus. Last seen wearing black slacks. Black, slacks.
7: black slacks. We take you now to the White House for an interview with the President. Mr. President. Mr. President. He
4: not up the game, come
7: in. Mr. President. Have you a word on the Santa Claus kidnapping? <laughs> We have just received a report from the FBI. Santa has been taken to a satellite circling the Earth. We take you now to the satellite.
14: This is John Cameron Cameron, downtown Sputnik. We're here in the Sputnik jail with Santa Claus. Wait, what's that sound? The satellite men are coming this way. I think the king of Sputnik is about to speak.
8: Christmas
14: is my two front teeth. Santa, have you anything to say to the satellite men? Come on and do the jailhouse rock, it be black. Uh, Santa? Santa! 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 I know how you can escape. Disguised as Elvis Presley. Uh-oh, looks like we've been spotted. We return you now to Earth.
7: We are now at the North Pole, where a rocket is being launched to catch the satellite and rescue Santa.
14: Control tower to rocket to blast off. Oh, let's go!
7: Will the rocket be successful? Will Santa be rescued? Turn the record over and find out. The rocket sent to rescue Santa Claus has failed. With sadness, the president speaks.
14: Holy Magister.
7: The Secretary of State has this statement. My good
14: sister, shot.
7: In London, at a meeting of Parliament...
14: Your Majesty... Have you a statement to make on this terrible tragedy? Goodness
7: gracious! We take you now to Moscow.
14: We're here with the Premier of Russia. Comrade, the rocket has failed. What do we do now? Come night to try it again! Here is a report from Tokyo. Oh, this is Radio Tokyo. The imperial government has this message. Ooh, la, la. Meanwhile, back on the satellite. Oh! This is John Cameron, Cameron Downtown Sputnik. The satellite men are closing in. We can hear them outside saying, "It's me in Noralsabie, down your door." Santa has just escaped through the chimney, disguised as Elvis. We return you now to Earth.
4: If
7: you should look up at the sky this Christmas Eve and see a flying saucer pulling eight reindeer, chances are. It's Santa Claus.
5: Merry Christmas,
4: Earth people.
0: going to end this one with my favourite seasonal song apart from Miltor May's The Christmas Song. And it is from the Ultra Lounge Christmas Cocktails Part 2 CD. Uh, I've got all the Ultra Lounge CDs. Uh, I was having a chat with my good friend Garfield and online, and Garfield says that he collects the ultra, c- ultra Lounge CDs, just like I do. They came out about a dozen years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and they're really cool. They've got a whole bunch of mid-century uh, lounge music on them, and there's some really wonderful stuff there. This one's by June Christie, who, if you haven't got it, you should pick up her album Something Cool, which is very, very fine. Mid century jazz vocals. But this one, I like this song, which is called The Merriest, because it's secular, it's inclusive, and it sends out good vibes. And there's nothing better to end a podcast in this time of the year than by sending out good vibes. It's a hard time for some people, it's a marvelous time for other people. But we're all in this together, and in spite of all of the forces that are trying to pull us apart. We've got to resist that. We've really got to get our shit together and realise that we're all here together and we've got to make it as good as we possibly can. So here is June Christie with the merriest and then there'll be the credits for the podcast in the style of movie credits. Have a great end of year, however you celebrate it and whether you do or not. Look after yourselves. Stay warm if you're up north. Stay cool if you're down here. And I'll see you next time.
2: I'd like to fix this bag of tricks And hand them out with a fleeting greeting Smiles for the frowners Salutes to the uppers, booze for the downers May the day be the bowl of cherries. And to all the merriest, hope you swing During the season, hope the days go great Hope you find plenty of reason The whole year long to celebrate Sun for the mopers, a laugh for the criers Luck to the hopers, to the strange and the Yes, Me to you, the merriest Thoughts for the muses A cheer for the winners' breaks For the losers to the beats And the debonairies Greetings like the merriest Hope there's oil under your rose vine Hope you get that raise Hope you hope everything goes fine The next three hundred and some odd days Friends for the loners song for the singers grins for the groaners make the day nothing can compare yes have the most the merriest have the most the merriest
0: here at the Craigs for Paleo Cinema podcast and Martian driving podcast in the style of movie credits to honor the people who support this podcast. Thank you to Tom, the focus puller, Sarah, the special effects technician, Ian, the caterer, Grant, the Technicolor consultant, Claire, the script doctor, Gary, the prop master, Morris, the musical director, Jan, the dialect coach, Armin, our key grip, Matt, the rattlesnake wrangler, Elaine, our scientific advisor. Julia, our casting director. Chris, our camera operator. Christopher, our gaffer. Miss Jane, our wardrobe mistress. Tansy, our foley artist. Alyssa, our location scout. Mark, our second unit director. Paul, our special makeup effects director. Tammy, the donut wrangler. Tim, our New York unit director. Rabbi Steve, our spiritual advisor. Uh, Steve Sullivan, our Director of Monster Effects, Dylan, our Goat Regular, Eric, our Set Security Lead, Richard H., our Set Photographer, Mark D., our Extra, and David L., our Extra, Kerry H., who is the Accountant, and our newest supporter, Gary J., who is a CGFX technician. So thank you very much to all of the supporters of the podcast. I really appreciate you dipping into your purses and helping out with the podcast.